Welcome to the Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. Last time I did a shout out, I think it's going to be a thing now. Because I was checking out the analytics, and it's pretty wild to see where these people are listening from. So, Melbourne, Australia, what's up? Jenks, Oklahoma. Seattle, Washington. Ida, Michigan, checking in again. And the Netherlands. In between Drunton and Biden-Huizen. <laughs> I probably just butchered that. But even I was looking at the different countries. We're across the globe at this point, man. Netherlands. Philippines. Norway. Rwanda. Australia, Finland, Germany, Canada, and Sweden. And, of course, our beautiful United States of America. Well, big day. Actually, big weekend, I should say. I unfortunately missed it, but it's all good. Um, actually, it's snowing here where I'm at today, but this weekend open up trout season upstate New York. April 1st. Um. It's going to be awesome, but we, you know, we got a lot of rain the other night and, uh, I was going by the Catskill Creek and it was high and it was like chocolate milk. And, uh, every year when I go out in the reservoir, it's usually brutal around now. We get a lot of silt and, uh, junk from all the, the runoff from all the creeks and a guy I know, Eric Post was chatting him up on Facebook and he said that the river's looking pretty muddy too. So, but I know about a week or two ago they were starting to stage down in the uh bottom parts of the Hudson River and my buddy Teddy Cousin he told me the other day that herring are in the river. Still a little bit chilly probably for them stripers to be coming up this far up by the Capital District, Catskill Mountains. But spring is here. And the fishing's on, baby. It's like I was saying in the last podcast, I didn't get to really do a lot of ice fishing, which bummed me out because I bought tons of gear. Uh, but I'm really ready for next year, and I said it last podcast. But I did a new uh, video on my kayak. You know, it's new to kayak fishing last year. Um, did a little bit of bass fishing with my boy Tyler. And this year, I... Really want to hit some trout spots, maybe the Adirondacks. But the one thing I had noticed last year, and I put it in my new video, where it's I mounted a Scotty mount for trolling. So I'm turning my kayak into a trout trolling tyrant. Um, and of down the road, I want to see if I can put a little live well in it. I know they have these things, they uh, like bait buckets, they drag around, they float. But the reason why I actually put the uh, the Scotty mount on is because the, the Tamarack comes with one rod holder. And I use some deep diving crankbaits. So what was happening was my deep diver was literally tracking the boat to the one side. So my, my cause for that was, to, or my solution to that was to put another rod holder on and have two lures off each side and I could track straight ahead when I decided not to paddle. 
Because one thing I I did notice, and Tyler let me use his paddle last year, and I when I you know I was doing my research on uh, the Tamarack for reviews because you know it's a cheaper kayak, but you just don't know if you're going to be into it or not. So I'm not going to go out and buy a Hobie and you know buy a thousand dollar kayak and then say you know I really don't enjoy this because I got to be honest with you, I'm spoiled. Love being able to move around the boat, um, and kayak definitely limits that. But one thing about it is that I got really tired with that paddle that came with the Katamarack. And one of the guys in the review says, first thing to do is throw the paddle in the garbage. And when I used uh, Tyler's paddle, uh, it was a big difference. And like I said, I found that the boat was tracking when I was trolling to one side so my my solution was to put another rod mount on it and uh check out the video on that but i was thinking about a live well um but i really got to wrap my head around it before i start carving into the kayak you know um i got a great idea for it but it's just a matter of once i do it it's going to be a done deal obviously you know it's kind of like want to make sure where I put it it's uh it's not going to be cumbersome or in a in a spot where I'm like we shouldn't do that <laughs> but well, somebody actually reached out to me on my Facebook uh they private messaged me and they were asking me cuz they had saw the video on YouTube and uh they wanted to know like what I what I use when I troll um if I use downriggers and stuff like that um, I've thrown around the idea, but for the most part, I got these deep divers. I, I was telling Tyler, I think I've even talked about it when we were trout fishing in the video where years ago at Walmart, I got these lures for a buck fifty a piece. <laughs> and uh, they're like a purple, I call it the purple people eater. It is a stupid looking, as my friend Greg said, this is a stupid looking lure. But let me tell you. Uh, it's purple back with silver on the bottom, and uh, I've caught a lot of fish with it. But I basically told the person, you know, when I troll, I try to get them down deep, especially, um, I mean, back back in the day, I remember my friend had like a thermometer you could put down in the water. You don't you don't hear really of guys uh, talking about the thermocline anymore. But at one of the lakes that I grew up on, um. You know, during the summer, it's really hard to catch them trolling because uh, the saw bellies are in heavy, and that's basically what they eat. I mean, there's huge pods of saw bellies, and these fish are just pretty much swimming through them with their mouth open, and they're going to get one or two of them in the clip. So I told the person, you know, um, I use deep diving crankbaits, but as as the you know the weather gets a lot warmer and the top waters you know warm up you have to get them down there so what i started using was lead core um and i run a lot lot of line out and i can usually get my uh the deep divers that i personally have down about 30 feet and it works really good for targeting the fish you know down below and you know not to say Let's face it, you could probably put something up closer to the top of the water, and if a fish sees it up above, I'm sure 
that's going to take that opportunity to uh, hit on it. But for the most part, you know, every lure that I have and I always want to go to is a deep diver. You know, I, I bought a bunch of uh, ones back in the day that, you know, I could keep them more towards like five foot off the top from the bottom top of the water. And uh, after a certain point, they just didn't seem to, to catch them like the uh, deep divers. Because I tried to, you know, like if I would go out with buddies or something, I'd try, we'd try to like fish, you know, have the lures at different levels and. But like I said, you know, I've always had really good luck with the deep divers. So if you listen to the podcast, which I suggest they did, and I actually told them on uh, in the private message how I how I rolled with it. But I've been looking into those uh, Scotty Lake Troller, um, the downriggers. They're like eighty bucks. Canon makes some mini ones too. They're the same, um, but I think the Canon's like a buck fifty. Um, Thought about literally doing it. I just watched a video. A guy has them on his kayak. But um, the problem being, and the, the, the one guy, you know, he said that he, he it was like a, <laughs> I want to call it like a cross draw. But, you know, let's say the, the pole was on the right side, but the tip of the rod went across the kayak and then to the left side. And it was interesting, but I could definitely see wh wh what he was getting at. Because another video had a guy with the uh, the downrigger, and he used it on the same side, but he says your your pole's pretty bent back backwards because of the way kayaks are set up and where your actual downrigger would be. So I'm tossing around both ideas, you know. Um, I just don't know how it would work with two poles if you would want to do that cross cross the kayak thing i think my problems tangling then I, then as i thought about it too the more stuff you have hanging off the uh, kayak is paddling going to be an issue because the one guy the video he had he had the pedal kayak so he wasn't even paddling he was just using his feet with the uh you know the rudders underneath so i was like i don't know but like i say the the go-to thing for me and my boat you know, for years, was always to run lead core at a certain point. You know, uh, and they got trolling reels and all that stuff. You know, with the uh, shows you how many feet you're out and all that stuff. So, can't wait to get out there. Um, really get excited this time of the year. Saw some birds actually, too. Some turkey all strutted out. That always concerns me, though, when I see him this early. I know a few years back, uh, they were out like the end of March, and it was like by the time uh, turkey season came around, it was uh, it was almost too late. But um, that being said, yeah, it seemed like a lot of the hens were already nesting. Um, cause we, you know, it was one of those deals where you had really freak warm weather and it probably fired the birds up early. You know, and I, I saw something funny the other day where one of my friends now identifies as, as a youth and, uh, he's going to be hitting the youth, uh, season up this year. And I think, uh, you know, I felt that way myself with everything going on in the world. 
Uh, might have to be out there for the youth, you know. I mean, is is DC officer going to argue that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really excited, man. It's you know, it's funny too. Uh, years ago, I I did so much buying of lures. I have not bought lures in years. Um, and now you look at the price of them. It, it's sick. It's just ridiculous. And I'm sure. Now with everything going on in the world, it's going to go up even more. My buddy went to the Orange County Raceway, to, and he said he had to pay 7 bucks for a hamburger. <laughs> it's like, oh boy, here we go. But, um, oh, a buddy of mine, we got some sad news. If any of you ever heard of the Big Kahuna, it's a big elk lived out in... Uh, Estes Park, Colorado. My buddy, who's, he's out in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Texted me the other night about the loss of the Big Kahuna. Um, they say it's the most photographed elk. Thing is huge. I mean, I, there were, you know, there was pictures of this thing, and uh, it was there for years. People would see it, and I mean, to look at it, look it up. Um, Big Kahuna out in Estes Park. Beautiful elk, just massive. Um, I, I've gone out to Estes Park and, you know, a lot of wildlife hangs around the town and not, there's no pressure of hunting. And I, the, I've actually, I actually have a picture of a mule deer I took right, like pretty much in town. And this thing was massive. It was like an elk, but big Kahuna, I guess, uh, from what the story said that he took some, you know, an injury during the rut. Um, slowed him up, and I guess a mountain lion got to him. But it was funny. My buddy, uh, you know, where they, they actually show a picture of the carcass. I, you know, I might put post this on Instagram, um, Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures. They had the carcass of Big Kahuna, um, and my my buddy says, hell, he picked a good spot to, to keep, you know, for to, to die because, I mean, the the view from where the carcass was at is just phenomenal. Just beautiful scenery out there. Because if any of you ever been out towards Estes Park, uh, you got the Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and it was funny. That was the first place I ever fly fished for trout. And uh was really fortunate. Caught a nice cutthroat when I was out there but just beautiful part of the country would love to get out there again you know me and my wife were talking about it too it's like you know how we just drive around America and we're talking about this electron electric vehicle thing you know how's this gonna work <laughs> you know you, you have to stop and sit, sit at a rest stop for three hours you know or I guess the best thing to do would be just have like a location where you want to actually stay and maybe sightsee and uh, charge the car. You know that was that would be my uh, my thing. But you know, coming from New York, a lot of times, I mean, when you get out towards the Midwest, I mean, you're you know you're kind of stuck. A couple times I stayed like in Indianapolis. I mean, that would be cool because then you got the raceway. But you know, another time I stayed in St. Louis and. Pretty much worry about my car getting robbed because I had rifles in it. I was going on an elk hunt to my buddy in Steamboat. 
but never worked out because uh, the weather changed. They went back up to the mountain. I only had a couple days. We were really out there to sightsee and go to Rocky Mountain National Park and Yellowstone and Grand Tetons. But the the week before we left, you know, he was like, oh, my God, I did this massive elk, bull elk out in the yard because he lived outside a steamboat up kind of in the mountains. Uh, and it was nothing around him. But what happened was, like, the weather changed. They went back up high. And we listened the night I got there, and they were so far up. Um, it just wasn't feasible for me, you know, with the couple days I had and you would have to literally hike and camp out up in there and it just didn't work out. But St. Louis, I remember worrying about my guns in the car. <laughs> so you want to stay away from cities if you can. But yeah, the New York changed a couple laws. Uh really can't speak on them because uh, I haven't read into them yet. I've heard a couple things here and there. Um, I guess we're going year-round in a lot of lakes and ponds, which is cool because I grew up at a lake that was year-round trout fishing. And, you know, it's not a bad thing as long as the numbers are up. You know, go for it. But I also had seen something with the striper. And I reached out to a guy I know. He's very knowledgeable on striper, and he had heard nothing of it. But they were talking about like two weeks during the season, well, two waves, they called it, where they would shut targeting stripers down, I think it was like one or two weeks, at two times during the fishing season. Um, I looked in, I looked into this, and I, I didn't see anything about it, and uh, it was interesting because the kid, I found the post on a fishing group, and... It looked legit from what he had, you know, and from those sounds of it, this guy was going to go down to, to the regional office down in New Pulse. I don't know if they're having a vote on it or whatever, but, you know, he he wasn't a fan and he wanted it, you know, where they didn't come up with this. But because I had sat in on a Zoom meeting once and uh, here's the deal. I mean, if, if it helps us out, you like you say, you don't want numbers to get so ridiculous where – Maybe you don't, you're not able to fish at all. So you really got to think it through, you know. Um, but at the same time, the dates that were on there were like prime. And it wouldn't, and it was in the rivers, you know. Like, so I, I hunt, I fish in the Hudson River. That would affect me greatly. Um, you know, granted, it's probably not a thing this year, but it's in the works probably. And, uh, We'll see where that goes. And if any, any of you guys have heard about it, reach out to me and give us the skinny on it because, uh, you know, I, I Googled stuff, looked on DC's website. I didn't see anything. So you, you wonder, you know, where do these guys find this stuff? But the proposals were there. It looked professional enough and uh, kind of scary in a, in, a, in a sense, you know. Because, you know, let's say they open it back up for you to target, but the fish are already back at the ocean. That's a problem, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's like I think I talked about the last podcast. I, I, I'm thinking about getting a charter and doing a little bit of ocean fishing for them out there. and We'll see what happens. 
But yeah, it was funny. We all the rain we got the other night. There's guys on uh, some of the fishing groups. You know, they were showing that <laughs> they were out getting the night crawlers pretty heavy. But uh, I, I'm gonna try to do some stream fishing this year. Last year I tried that mousing thing. Wouldn't mind doing that again. Um, you know, hopefully I can get that guide to take me out. I was kind of bummed. I drove all the way out there and he kind of blew me off. You know. I don't know what the deal is with that, but we'll see. See what happens. But um, you know, I got the fly rod in the car, just in case. Definitely want to do some bass fishing this year. Cause last year I bass fished for the first time in a long time. I was so obsessed with trout for the longest time. I used to do a tournament with a buddy of mine. Um, and it was cool, you know, opening day of trout or uh, bass. Sorry about that. The Lions Club in Pine Plains, they'd hold a uh, bass tournament. It was fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll get out there again at it. But um, for years, like I just, I just stopped fishing for bass. I really focused on, you know, stripers and trout. And then, of course, turkey season. But I uh, got to find myself a new spot. That's the unfortunate spot. I, I lost my spot that God, I hunted for years. And another spot I had hunted for years, the flock just, it was the last year, there was like one bird, you know, one tom. And it's like, I don't want to shoot the last, you know, the last bird with, with a flock. That's not good either. So I chose not to hunt that area last year. You know, when I was a kid 20 years ago. There was like three flocks on the farm, multiple toms. I mean, you could see six full, you know, mature toms. And uh, unfortunately, I think the coyotes got into them. Um, definitely raccoons. You know, I hear they're the big threat. And this past year, deer hunting, I saw, you know, a raccoon waddling around. And I thought about that. You know, there's no pressure on the fur bearers. You know, I think people are starting to get into it more, which is good. And I'll tell you what, with this night vision stuff, man, these guys are gonna knock the knock the stuffing out of the coyotes, which I'm not gonna complain. Because I know, you know, that's the first thing I guess guys, you know, blame the coyote, and there's a lot of people that disagree with that. But I don't know. I've seen a lot of coyote chasing deer and. Who's to say they wouldn't raid a, a turkey nest, you know, you know, run run off a hen and devour the eggs? I don't know. I'm sure biologists would know better. You know what I wanted to do? <laughs> I was wondering if people could do like a walk along. You know, like remember I used to be able to do a ride along with cops. Um, I would love to go like check out bear dens with like DEC. It's a little late for that now. Um, I know people have already seen bear and bear sign this year. So, but that would really be cool. Maybe like volunteer for a study, you know, that would be pretty, pretty cool. 
But then again, I'm sure they're probably nah, because they <laughs> guys looking for a den so he can go hunting deer, uh, bear. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm gonna actually backpedal. I'm I'm really excited to get the kayak going. Um, it's funny the more I look at YouTube and the kayak fishing groups, man, people have some sweet setups for their kayak. Um, and the thing that I like about it is that it's easy to haul around, you know, like that was the thing, like years ago, I remember I used to take my 12 foot V bottom and have to like hump it up on the top of my blazer. I had this custom rack that I could put like a big rowboat on the top of it. But it was funny when you get home, even like the last year when me and Tyler went out, man, I was exhausted, like just getting the kayak in the back of the boat. So this year I might like have a ramp or something where I could just slide it up because I, I brought a ramp even though I didn't get out ice fishing, but I was ready because even my jet sled with the custom jet sled, uh, it's heavy. You know, you got all your crap in there. You got to lift it in the back of a truck. And for those of you, if you've ever seen my videos on it, you know, it's, like it's, it's dried in. So it's got doors and um, electronics on it. Got a lot of views on it. I was pretty happy with that this year. Um, I think a bulk of my views were coming from jet sled mods over the winter. But now I'm hoping to get back onto it and get some kayak mods going and uh, boost up those those views. I'm going to try to get, you know, do a podcast again quicker. You know, um, I got a lot going on. This year, you know, I said to somebody the other day, I was like, this year kind of sucked. Um, between having COVID, my father-in-law passed away. We, that's what we actually did this weekend. We actually uh, had a memorial for him. Got a friend's father. Next week, I got to do it. So, like, fishing, I'm going to, I want to try to get out after work. But we'll see. And, uh. But I'm, this year has been like harsh. <laughs> like, you know, I went into it full bore. I was just like, this is going to be great. I'm going to ice fish and move right into regular fishing and turkey. And But we definitely will be out in that reservoir. And we're going to get some good video footage. And it's going to be a good time. But I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, like I said, you check out the YouTube channel. Got some cool kayak mods coming. Even thinking about some electronics. Like, uh, well, I'm not going to give it away. But, you know, because I know guys run their uh, depth finders on. I have an old one, an Eagle, I believe. And I'm going to put that on the kayak. And if something happened to it, years ago I got it for uh, 25 bucks at a garage sale. Um, so if something happens to it, you know, it'll be a little pissed off, <laughs> but yeah, it's not like I spent hundreds of dollars on it because now I can just take out my, uh, my striker on my boat if I want, but, but all right, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to go there and, you know, like I said, I've been talking about guests, but there's been so much on my plate lately and I haven't reached out to anybody yet, but. Hopefully this week and maybe we'll get something going on. All right, guys. Have a good one. Talk to you 
next time. Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. This episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast is brought to you by Wild Kingdom Soap. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram.